Okay, just a minute. I'll be right there. I'm putting on my voice. <coughs> uh, okay, I think, think I got it. Hey, welcome to this brand new, crispy, crunchy, fresh out of the veggie drawer edition of IMHO. In my humble opinion, a brand new podcast here on Anchor.fm and the world. My name is Lon. I'm your host. I am sitting up in the captain's chair and I am bringing with me right here... Hear that? This bag of subjects that we are going to be talking about right here at IMHO on Anchor.fm. We are going to bring up things that will have a little humor involved. They will have a little bit of tenseness, a little tension involved, maybe some anxiety at times, but we are going to talk it out. We are not going to name call. We are not going to point fingers. We are not going to judge. As our moms used to say, play nice. And what I want to do is bring this back to a time where if we do have differences of opinion, we just have differences of opinion. We walk away and say, you know what? Let's agree that we disagree and maybe come back and reopen that subject again and get to the finer points. Let's learn from each other. Let's teach each other. Let's make this place a little bit better then when we arrived, my own personal tenet now and always is to leave a trail of people and animals better off having met me. And that's what this show is all about as well. IMHO, in my humble opinion, right here on Anchor.fm and the world. The world, 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 world. I am H.O., in my humble opinion. Right here on Anchor.fm and the world, world, world. So what do you think? Should we get this thing going? This episode is going to start off by talking about dogs. You heard it right. Dogs. We'll be right back on IMHO. IMHO, welcome. We are getting ready to talk about dogs. That's right, dogs. And I want to give you a bit of a background of where I come from as far as why I feel... I can talk about dogs. Uh, the most recent part of it, for the last, oh, 20 years or so, I ran my own 
dog training company, behavioral issues mainly, but the sit, come, stay, heal, uh, service dogs, guard dogs, TSA dogs. Uh, I was involved in a whole bunch of different ones. I kind of focused on the problem children. I worked with a number of different rescues and basically without finding an exact number probably helped in one way or another to rescue oh maybe 500 dogs a year for the last five plus years so a lot of dogs let's just say that and not just me it was always a team i was part of a number of rescues that had fine people involved well i kind of digressed just a little bit i was saying when i grew up i was born in a family that had a dog that was six years old when i was born a dalmatian fox terrier he was kind of a beagle-sized dog, and he lived to be just shy of 24 years old. 21 years old, they took a picture of him downtown walking past one of the local bars. It made the front page of our newspaper. Local dog, old enough to drink. <laughs> and like I say, a 24-year-old dog as my first dog. Not bad, really, when you think about it. Um, the education that I got through him, just hands-on, uh, hands-on at my uncle's and grandmother's farm, uh, of course, gave me the experience with a lot of different animals, as a bunch of different people do. But my focus was indeed on dogs. If somebody dropped one off on a farm, as they did, eh, they would often run behind me and growl at my relatives. It's like, um, I'm eight years old. We just met two. <laughs> but there was something about it. Even back then, we had the ability to communicate and understand. And from an early age, I knew how important it was to speak dog, not try and make every dog Pluto, the official term, anthropomorphizing. Woo, got that right on the first shot. Turning dogs into human characteristics, giving them, I should say, human characteristics. They are not humans. That's number one. We are different creatures altogether. They are four-wheel drive carnivores. We, not so much. So when you think about that in itself, we have invi invited that creature into our home, a four-wheel drive carnivore that's an absolute different beast than us. So what do you think? Kind of important to learn their language? Well, that's where a lot of things come in. People make the mistakes of talking to them like they're human, talking to them like they're actually children, and of course they are not. We have what's called cognitive thinking. Why didn't I buy that blue couch? I really should have bought that truck. Why didn't I take that job? We'll actually think ourselves into depression. A dog, not so much. A dog is more a reactive thinking creature. They react to sight, smell, sounds, they don't hover over death like we do, for example. They don't worry over it. They don't even think about it. In fact, they are the ultimate creature to live for today, to live in the now. If you ask any dog what time is it, nearly every single one of them will say, uh, now. 
<laughs> and that is the truth. There's just a little touch on dogs and where they come from. So the focus of what I'm trying to say is we need to get together with professionals, and one of them would be me, and learn to speak dog. Learn to talk to them in their language, body language. Turn sideways to a dog that's a little bit aggressive or a little assertive. That in dog language is saying not interested. You can go a step further and turn your back on them. Not interested. Take the royal stage. We are not amused. That works. That and many other things will work much more than yelling, screaming, than, than getting physical. Try and find out where the dog is coming from. And with that, I will be coming right back with a story about dogs, a dog park, a shed, and various reactions when dogs go in and come out. That's all coming up right here on IMHO. Whew! Well, that's a good start, isn't it? We are back on IMHO. In my humble opinion, I am Lon. I am a certified dog trainer. I have had radio experience since I was 19 years old. But today, today, we are indeed talking about dogs. And I mentioned that I was going to tell you about a really cool, oh, behavioral story. It's got a lesson behind it. It's got something in it that we can all learn from, from dogs. There was a guy that was at a big dog park and he was surrounded by a bunch of different types. There were large dogs, there were small dogs, there were fast, slow, male, female, those that are shy, those that are not. And he noticed that for the most part, they all got along. If there was any difference, the dog would turn to the side, the other dog would do the same thing, and they'd walk off like Okay, whatever. If there was actually an interlude, an interjection between any dogs, that's when he would see the turn the back thing. A dog would turn their butt towards the aggressor. In other words, saying, not interested. Sniff my butt. I am not interested. And he saw this go on for a while. He kind of moved throughout the park, found a bench, sat down, watched a bunch of other dogs. And he noticed throughout the whole entire ordeal, there was one dog that just seemed agitated. He would walk up to others and growl. He'd be the ones that made the others turn their back or turn to the side. He just wasn't having a good day is what it boiled down to. Well, he also saw most of these dogs go to a shed on the property and it didn't have a door. It was made for the dogs, the dogs that is. So they would go in, they'd hang for a bit. Most of them would come out wagging, playful, run and do their thing. Come in, wag in the doorway, go in, come out wagging, happy, go do their thing. Well, this one guy, the one dog that was not so happy, walked up to the dog with the, or walked up to the doorway, that is, with the typical signs of 
a crappy assertive dog, let's call him that for lack of a term. His legs and body posture were stiff, his head was kind of dropped, his ears were back, his lips were kind of tight and pulled tight over his teeth. His tail was the final give. It was straight up in the air, an antenna, it was not wagging back and forth hip to hip like those happy dogs were doing. Well, he walked up to that doorway, walked in, stayed in there a few moments, and came out even more pissed off. He was angry, he was stiff, he was kicking dirt, he was running up to other dogs all angry and ticked off, begging them begging him to scrap with him. Well, nobody did. They all followed that good body language, turned their sides, turned their backs, didn't give him eye contact, didn't growl, didn't nothing. Well, this old guy watched that happen for a while, and he finally couldn't take it anymore. He went over to that shed and had to look in. Well, when he stepped in, he saw about a hundred images of himself. It was basically like a fun house, it was a bunch of mirrors, and it allowed the looker, if you will, to see almost a hundred versions of themselves. And then they left. That would explain why so many of them, when they went into it with their tails wagging and their body posture soft, they saw a hundred happy, friendly, playful, possible playmates. They left happy and went and played with the real ones. Well, that one that was all ticked off and assertive, he went in and he saw a hundred versions of an angry, pissed-off dog. <laughs> so basically, the moral of it is humans or dogs, we all get out of it what we put into it. The old computer adage, garbage in, garbage out. That ticked off dog went in and saw a hundred versions of himself and he was worse off for it. So man, lighten up. Whether you're a dog or a human, that's a lesson to learn, isn't it? Whew! This is IMHO, in my humble opinion. My name is Lon, and I will be back. Welcome back to IMHO. I'm Lon. Thank you for joining me. Hey, did you know you can talk back? to IMHO. You can either do it through anchor.fm. You can leave a voicemail and that way you can actually get in on the show. I can use your voice to be part of the show, a co-DJ, a co-host, if you will. So do that. Check out the homepage and leave a voicemail with your opinion, with an idea, with whatever you want to add to the show. And I'll just say it now. If I don't get at it right away, we've got a few of us that work with this. So if we don't get at it right away, leave it again. Leave another one. It's absolutely okay. We frankly, we may very well have just missed it. We're trying to construct this right and make sure that this all works. So uh, thank you for that. At the same place, anchor.fm, you can also leave a written 
message for us and that we can use to get on the air so you can address any topic we may have spoken about on this episode or you can give us ideas for the future as well do it anchor.fm you can leave a voicemail and or a message or if you want to bypass all of that you can you can go to our inbox leaddogonair at gmail.com l-e-a-d-d-o-g O-N-A-I-R. Yep. <laughs> I almost got away from myself. Lead dog on air at gmail.com. Do it. You might want to check that out. So interact with us. Talk back to IMHO. Just a quick, quick little thing to go back on the animals, the dogs. Uh, we've got one more item that I, I just kind of wanted to share with you. Basically, it had to do with physical stature, size, and so on really mean nothing in the dog world. If you have ever been around Mastiffs or Chihuahuas or Little Dachshunds or Teacup Terriers or any of those, you will know that the Mastiffs probably aren't the ones to worry about. As far as everybody jumping on the Pitbull bandwagon... I have had more issues with teeny tiny dogs. I've been bit more often, bitten, I guess that would be the technical term. I've been bitten more often by chihuahuas and little terriers, Jack Russells particularly, than any other group of dogs combined. And that is Pitbull, that is Doberman, that is Roddy, that is all of it. Chihuahuas and little Jack Russell Terriers. So my point being, size really isn't the deal. And the story that I wanted to give you with that in mind is I worked at a rescue slash kennel for a while. It was a pretty good one just outside of Denver near the airport. And we had at any given time, during the holidays particularly, uh, we had maybe 130 dogs there, something like that. And there were a number of us, obviously, that were working in the groups of dogs. Technically, you're supposed to do one person for 15 dogs and we did that part of the acreage that was there uh, on an old converted pig farm was a quarter acre dog park that was filled with sand had a six and a half foot fence so nobody was going anywhere and the dogs could just cruise well on a day or two before Christmas on the year that I was there, we did indeed have, oh, I'd say in the neighborhood of about 140 dogs, something like that. So <laughs> my point being, there were a bunch of dogs there. Let's just say that. And in that they were all mixing. They were all getting along. There were labs. There were Weimaraners. There were German shorthairs. There were beagles. There were, my brain is reeling with all the dogs we had there that day. Uh, but my, my thought is that they were all there. They were all ages. They were all sizes. They were all getting along. Well, in comes a new dog. And every time a new dog comes in, the dynamic in a pack that size changes, as you can imagine. Number two becomes three, three becomes four, four becomes number five, that kind of thing. And they will do things like vie for positions, uh, chest to chest, my place, that sort. So it can lead to scraps is what I'm getting at. Well, this, the latest dog that came in after most others were there already, a young male 
Jack Russell Terrier, about eight and a half, nine pounds. And the lay of the land was you had to go through a couple of holding cells, holding fences, if you will, to get to that outer gate, that outer yard. And there were a few steps that led down into the yard. So not unlike a prison yard, I guess you might say. Well, I took him into the yard and opened that gate, brought him in, and that dog stood on the top of those stairs, surveyed the land, looked over the whole entire group of about a hundred and something dogs in this quarter-acre dog yard and more. They were broken up into different areas. He surveyed every dog in the place, found the biggest mastiff there. We had a male mastiff that was about, oh, 160 pounds, maybe. He was a youngster, still growing, still learning his legs and his feet. Well, this Jack Russell basically beelined up to him, went chest to leg, and basically gave him an eyeball, an eyeball that is like, I own you. That dog took two steps back, the whole pack saw this happen, and they all did too. And for the while that Jack Russell was there, he did indeed own that place. So little eight and a half, nine pound Jack Russell against a hundred plus dogs knew how to do it. Surveyed the land, walked up to him, gave him this attitude like, mm-hmm, that ain't a question, and walked off. So don't be told that if you're big or small, light, dark, male, female, whatever, do not be categorized because it's up to you to take it to the next step. Well, there you have it. All about dogs on IMHO. Going to be coming back in just a little bit and we'll change it up just a tad. I'm going to ask you the questions. What makes you feel loved? Well... Be right back on IMHO right here on Anchor.fm and the world, world, world. Hey, welcome back to IMHO. We are continuing it. We spoke of dogs earlier. We are changing up the pace just a little bit, and we are going to be asking the question, what makes you feel loved? Is it a physical thing? Is it a mental thing? Is it a heart thing? What makes you feel loved? Go ahead and talk back to us. Like I said, leave a voicemail on anchor.fm. Leave a written message there. Leave an email in our inbox. But what makes you feel loved? Is it the gifts at Christmas? The number of packages under the tree? Oh, man, I have a hundred of them. You have five. Is that love? Is it? If it is, answer yes and say so. Let's find out what people's motivations are. Do you feel love in a physical way? Is it that gifts and material things? Is it the body? Is it more of a lustful thing? Is it you want to touch, you want to be with, you want to hold? Is that love? Or is it not? Again, you answer your own question there. What is love to you? I'd have to say to me, 
it's the everyday. It's not the the massive proclamations. It's not the sky riding. It's not the one of those big giant four foot cards that say I love you in red fuzz. That's all cool and there's nothing wrong with it. But to me, love is the little teeny things. It's the you brought me a cup of coffee with just my perfect additions, my doctoring, without even asking me. And you didn't expect a thank you either. That's love. That's doing something because we care. It's it's hurting when that other person hurts, when they are down, when they are feeling bad, when they are going through turmoil. It's feeling it. It is empathy. To me, that is love. It is not the cars and gifts and homes and bracelets and everything else that you might think it is. I am lucky enough to have my lady, Lisa, who has made it very clear. Do not give me a dozen dead expensive roses. Within a week, they're going to be gone and I'll have nothing. Maybe I'll keep one dried one upside down hanging on the corner of my desk. But beyond that, I will feel better if you come home with a little handful of daisies that you picked yourself. So that's the kind of thing that I do as well. I make the coffee. I pick those daisies. If I see a a sunset that I know she's going to like, I'll take a picture of it and I'll share it with her. Oh, you might have heard one of my dogs. I've actually got five of them. Uh, One of my dogs, the boxer, just came up and did the ear flap and said hello. So uh, that's kind of off track. Basically, she's showing me her love by wanting to hang close to me. Dogs will lay there and touch you. They'll have a leg on you. They'll lay in a pile. That is because they love you. What makes you feel loved? Is it a physical? Is it a mental? Is it an emotional thing? What makes you feel loved? Now, along that question as well, can... A man and a woman, a woman and a man, a woman, woman, man, man, whatever the combination might be, can they feel platonic love? Can they? Are they able to carry on conversations and even if they do have feelings of physical intimacy that they'd like to, they don't act on it. Can we have that kind of love as men and women, 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 men and men, whatever our combination might be? Can we have that? Is that love as well? So what makes you feel love? Give it some thought. Get back to us. Talk back to IMHO. Leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm. Leave us a written message at anchor.fm. Leave us a written message at our email inbox 
at leaddogonair at gmail.com. Do it. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to interact. Got one more segment coming. In just a moment, I will ask you with a show of hands... Well, I'll save that. <laughs> Hang on, going to be coming right back, right here at IMHO. I'm Lon. Thanks for joining me. Welcome back to IMHO. We are jumping up into the chair, ran down that long hallway in the complex. You know, the one that's at the other end of the building? <laughs> the bathrooms are always way down there, aren't they? <laughs> but got here, got it done, got it taken care of. Thank you for coming back as well. It is indeed the final segment here on the show. We spoke about dogs. We spoke about love. Well, today's episode was called Dogs, Love, and Pickle Juice. Let me get to that. <laughs> show of hands. How many of you have people in your life that leave a sip of milk in the container? That leave one cookie in that tray, one slice of cheese. Anybody? How about anybody in your life on the other side of that that leaves that when they open the new container? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm just going to throw that out there. I have one or two of those in my life, too. <laughs> but what I was getting at is on the other side of that, those same people also have some quirky little things that help empty out the refrigerator. If there is a cookie left, it might stay there. If there is a swallow of milk in the refrigerator bottle or jug, it might stay there. If there is one little piece of leftovers from the night before, frankly, it might stay there. But, but, if you have a big old jar of pickle juice in this household, <laughs> it will be gone. It will be used. I've got one of the people in my house that loves the taste of pickle juice and will drink the jar Thankfully, not all at once. That could <laughs> that could turn into an alum emergency. If anybody's ever pickled pickles, that could be an alum emergency. So that I don't have to worry about. But like I mentioned, if there is a jug of pickle juice in the place, ain't going to be wasted in this place. How about you? Show of hands. Got any people in your family or uh, life like that? What do you think? Finish them. Finish those cookies, finish that milk, finish those crackers, eat the last one before you open the new one. I am H.O. <laughs> that is, in my humble opinion, I am H.O. That's what this is all about. What do you think? Did you like it? Are you going to tell your friends? Are you going to hit the subscribe button so that you can get notifications when there's a new show coming up? Are you going to go to the home page, click on the listener support button, and opt for a monthly 
payment, a monthly offering, so that this can keep coming, so that we can keep doing more, so that we can maybe, I don't know, get some interviews with some motivators, some innovators, some bands, some artists of various kinds. If you or anybody that you know falls under those categories, get a hold of us, anchor.fm. Leave a voicemail. Leave a written message. Go ahead and leave us an inbox at leaddogonair at gmail.com. You, too, could be part of this fun. That is IMHO. Next week, or next week, next month, the uh, listings of of what we're going to be talking about are varied. We're already getting people kind of checking in, if you will. Uh, The first one, there was one guy that said, do your job well, no matter what you're doing. Can we talk about that? So I think I will. I've got a few things that I could touch on there. And the topic, the title of next month's is going to be leftover chocolates, ghost farts, and green chili. Mmm. Have a great Valentine's Day. If you don't have a significant other that's going to give you something, take you out, or whatever, do it for you. Do it for you. You've been there through the whole thing anyway. So do something for you. Don't let that get you down next week, next month, ever, ever. Do it for you. Until we talk next time, never spit into the wind. Don't take selfies in the bathroom and always listen when an old dog barks. For IMHO, I'm Lon and I'm out. You, me, IMHO, and Anchor.fm. Together, we're going to take over the world.